You are now listening to The Last Day's Return of the Historic Faith with your host, Pastor Jeremy Anderson and Brother Matthew Marcel. This podcast is for the kingdom Christian in the end times. As aliens in a foreign land and ambassadors of our king, we proudly fly the flag with the cross as we sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hello fellow Kingdom citizens, this is Pastor Jeremy Anderson, host of the Remnant Report and Return of the Historic Faith with Matthew Marcel. And I just wanted to take a minute right now and take this opportunity to tell you all what Return of the Historic Faith is actually about and what God has called Matthew and I to do with this podcast as well as how you, the listeners, can help us do what the Lord has called us to do. If you've already listened to episode one entitled, What is a Kingdom Christian?, then you already have some idea what the podcast is about. And for those of you who haven't heard episode one or those who have only listened to episode two about kingdom concepts, and I I say that about only listening to episode two because I noticed that episode two has gotten a lot more downloads and a lot more plays than episode one which is really it it shouldn't be that way episode one is really the episode that you want to listen to episode two is not really an episode of this podcast i put it up on this podcast to give you guys something to listen to until matthew and i could record next episode, but what I've got up for episode two is actually an episode of the Remnant Report that Matthew came on with me around this time in November of last year, and, you know, like I said, we talk a lot about, um, about the historic faith and, uh, what it means to be a kingdom Christian, but, Episode 1 of Return of the Historic Faith actually talks all about it. It describes all about what it means to be a Kingdom Christian. And also the differences between Kingdom Christians and other so-called Christians and churchgoers throughout history from the 4th century down to the present. Now I say from the 4th century because up until the 4th century every Christian was a kingdom Christian. So after you finish listening to this episode I encourage you to go and listen to episode 1 What is a Kingdom Christian? Alright, now I need to go back a little bit and tell you about 
how the Lord has worked in the lives of those of us at Next Chapter Radio Network by opening our eyes to what the historic faith of the apostles and the anti-Nicene church was, and also by rewarding our obedience and growing the ministry of NCRN from just a radio podcast and video live stream ministry to having, in addition to our three video and podcast programs, the Remnant Report, Inception Report, and the Status Report, the Lord has blessed us with a weekly prayer and testimony service on Monday nights and also a Bible study on Tuesday nights that Brother Matthew Marcel teaches. And both of those actually started in the summer of this year of 2021. Now, we have had to make changes in 2021 that weren't easy to make, but we had to make them in order to be obedient and stay in the will of God. 2021 is the year that Next Chapter Radio Network went from being a radio network to being a ministry that is dedicated to growing the kingdom of God. Like I said, we had to make some hard choices, like letting anyone go who wasn't walking out their salvation and just wouldn't repent and be obedient after being confronted and given the opportunity to repent and come back to Christ. Now, this is something that unfortunately happens in all assemblies and all ministries. And as hard as it can be, we shouldn't be surprised that it is this way because it's something that the Bible tells us will happen in the last days, but also it was happening all the way back in the first century. Just like we see in 1 John chapter 2, verses 19, it says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. As sad as this is, Romans 8.28 tells us that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. And this is the absolute truth. And although one went out from us, we saw it work out for the good. And by God sending us Brother Matthew Marcel to teach the Bible study in the Israel of God Remnant Fellowship and also to co-host the return of the historic faith with me, losing one of our, our fellow, our fellow, I don't know how to put it, 
I don't want to let on who it is, but we, we lost a member of our fellowship, lost a member of our NCRN family, and although we lost that person, God sent us Brother Matthew, and it has just been such a blessing. Now, for any of you who don't know, Next Chapter Radio Network is made up of our founder and our network manager, who is host of both the Deception Report and the Status Report, and that is Sister Mary Callie. Then there is our resident research data analyst. He's our resident researcher and our history and anthropology expert, and that's Brother James Frazier, and also our early church historian and the co-host of Return of the Historic Faith, Brother Matthew Marcel, and finishing out our lineup, we have the the ministry and missions director and host of the Remnant Report, co-host of the Return of the Historic Faith, which is yours truly, Pastor Jeremy Anderson, a.k.a. The Remnant Warrior. And the four of us are truly a family, and we all share the same desire to share the true gospel, which is the gospel of the kingdom, and to edify and equip the body of Christ to be set-apart citizens of the kingdom of God in the end times. Now, we as true followers of Christ have to be obedient to the will of God and go wherever He calls and do what He commands. Now, for us at Next Chapter Radio Network, that meant meeting a need that God showed us was there, and by there, I mean everywhere. I'm talking about a two-part need that the mainstream brick-and-mortar churches, for the most part, just are not meeting and that is to first be a light to guide the lost from out of the kingdom of darkness and to second discipleship and the historic faith is the next part of it like I said is a two part need that has to be met to be a light to guide the lost from out of the kingdom of darkness would be the first side and the second part is discipleship in the historic faith now we are answering God's call to meet this need in a few different ways one of the tools that we are using to do what God has called us to do is this podcast and this podcast will be 100% focused on teaching both those in and out of the church and we're going to be teaching them how to be a true Christian using the doctrine of Christ as it was first taught by Jesus himself then handed down by the apostles With all of the the chaos and uncertainty that we see happening all around us in the world today with 
you know, pandemics and things that are going on as far as government problems. You've got the two-party system here in America that is really just controlled opposition and you've got the Hegelian dialectic which for those of you who don't know it means the people in charge they literally create a problem they create chaos and then they come in with the solution and bring order out of that chaos so they create the problem and then they come in and as the saviors to save the day that is the tactics of the kingdom of darkness and it's what we see going on around us now I've got to tell you that with all of the stuff going on in the world today the biggest problem that I see happening both in the world the kingdom of the world which is the kingdom of darkness and also in the church in the kingdom of God the biggest problem the biggest pandemic the true pandemic that I see is fear fear is being used by the enemy by the beast and his minions who are running the government you see the Bible says that the whole world is in the power under the authority of the evil one the whole world that's talking about the entire world all the world governments the kingdom of darkness and when John the Baptist came to preach the way for Jesus, to make a way for Jesus, he came as Elijah, so to speak. He came preaching that the kingdom of God was at hand. The kingdom of heaven was at hand. And then, in the same way, when Jesus came, his ministry was also all about teaching that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, was at hand. Jesus came in on this earth. He came to die for our sins and bring us back into a covenant relationship with the Father, of course. But he came to establish the kingdom. And his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His kingdom is also a heavenly kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's not of this world. Jesus told Pilate, when Pilate asked him if he was a king, Jesus told him, and I'm paraphrasing, but he told him that, yes, he was a king. He said, you know, you have said that that I am, and he basically said he was I'm paraphrasing but Jesus said that his kingdom the kingdom he ruled over was not of this world he said if it was of this world then his servants would fight for him 
So friends, you see, we have a king. Jesus is king. He's on the throne. When he died on that cross to bring us back into relationship with the Father, he died. Then three days later, he rose again. During those three days, though, he was literally in Sheol. He was in Hades. The Bible says that he took captivity captive. And he preached down in the the pit, in the abyss, in Hades. He preached to, a lot of people want to say to the Old Testament saints, but I say, no, friends, why would Jesus go and preach to the righteous? No, Jesus went down to bear witness and to (laughs) preach to those fallen angels, the watchers who came down in Genesis 6 in the rebellion of the enemy, the evil one, Satan. And, you know, a lot of people want to talk about Satan falling before, um, you know, before Genesis. And I'm not saying that he didn't. There was obviously some sort of fall before what happens in the Garden of Eden because we see Satan already trying to do what the Bible says he does, still kill and destroy whenever he he tricked Eve into taking and eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He was already the enemy of mankind. But what I see in furthering that rebellion and the real rebellion, the real fall, I see happening in Genesis 6. Now, you're not going to learn that in seminaries. If you're uh, a pastor or going to school to be a pastor, you're not going to hear about that in seminary. You're going to hear about the uh, sons of Seth, the, the good sons of Seth marrying the wicked daughters of Cain. However, that makes absolutely no sense. And you know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because that's not what this program is about. But you're also not going to hear about the rebellion of the Watchers, the Sons of God, the angels, as we like to call them, that happened in Genesis 6. You're not, you're not going to hear about that in your, your average churches either. So if you're expecting your pastor to uh, preach a sermon... Sunday on the uh, fall of the Watchers in Genesis 6 and the creation of the giants, the Nephilim, then um, I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you. But that is exactly where the rebellion that the Bible, the whole Bible narrative is trying to come back from two incidents. There are two falls that 
have caused sin that we see in the Bible. And if you were to ask, you know, one of the Jews of Jesus' day, or even one of the first or second, and probably even the third century Christians, what the cause of sin and death were, what was the main struggle of, you know, against sin in the Bible narrative, and what was mankind trying to, uh, trying to get back to, what were we being restored from, you know, what was the whole plan of salvation, what did Jesus come to redeem us from? you were to ask them that then you would have got a a lot different answer you know if you ask somebody today they're going to say that Jesus came to redeem mankind and the reason we needed to be redeemed was from the fall in the garden you know the the sin in the garden that brought sin into the world and and that of course was you know a major part of it but it's only one part of it the the other part of it would have been and your answer that you would have gotten from one of the early Christians and even Jews would have been a two-part answer. They would have said the, the fall in the garden, but also they would have named the Genesis 6 rebellion of the Watchers, the creation of the giants, as the other event that mankind needed redemption from. Now, Jesus, when he died on the cross, he literally, literally defeated Satan and every principality, power, and demonic entity. The watchers, the ones both chained in Tartarus, um, you know, the lowest place in Hades, as well as those who fell in Denton become enchained in Tartarus. We see those in in the book of Revelation. You know, we see that there are watchers who didn't get chained in Tartarus. We see the uh, four angels in the river Euphrates and, you know, there are also other fallen angels who are roaming around this earth. You know, there are fallen principalities that are literally the little g gods behind the uh, human um, governments of this world. You know, those governments are governments in the kingdom of darkness. And behind those earthly rulers, there are principalities, powers, and thrones. You know, spiritual wickedness in high places that Paul tells us about in Ephesians chapter 6. It is those uh, principalities and powers that are behind the, the governments of the nations here in the kingdom of darkness. So we as Christians in the kingdom of heaven, we are to be set apart from the kingdom of darkness. You know, we're not to take part in their politics We are not to take part in their wars. 
We're not to take part in their entertainment. All of these things come from the Bible, but they were principles that the early church, the anti-Nicene Christians, they lived by those principles. The principles that came from our constitution. You see, in the kingdom of heaven, we have a constitution. We have laws. Jesus gave us laws. Jesus gave us our constitution, his commandments from the Sermon on the Mount. You know, we, we are to love our enemies, pray for those who persecute and spitefully use us. You know, for the last 1600 years of human history, Christianity, for the most part, has been no different from the world. It hasn't been set apart. There was a remnant of Israel, the Israel of God, just like in the Old Testament times when the nation of Israel and the nation of Judah, when those kingdoms fell into idolatry and wickedness, the Bible tells us that there was always a remnant that remained faithful to the Most High and that did not bow the knee to Baal. Well, the same is true for the Israel of God, the kingdom of heaven. You know, for the first 300 years of Christianity, the believers knew that they were citizens of another kingdom. And because of that, they lived set apart from the world. Nobody had to wonder who was a Christian and who was not. You know, you didn't have to go and verbally spread the gospel with somebody, share the gospel message with somebody for them to know that you were a believer because everyone who saw you, who knew you, knew that you were different, that you were set apart. They knew you were a Christian by the way you lived your life. But then in the 4th century, in like uh, 312 AD, you know, it's when Constantine um, became entangled with the church and although, you know, he was not actually a Christian. He wasn't necessarily a bishop or a leader in the church. He was allowed to preside over the Council of Nicaea. And, you know, in the fourth century, things just got worse and worse for the so called Christian leaders. You know, each one of the, the assemblies, the church bodies in the different cities and their leadership, they just became more and more like the world until 
hybrid was formed. Now, in truth, there's no such thing as a hybrid. There's no such thing as merging the kingdom of darkness with the the kingdom of heaven. The Bible tells us that we're to have no fellowship, zero, no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And that, of course, means the kingdom of darkness. However, it also tells us that, you know, uh, you cannot mix the holy and the profane. They are like oil and water. They will not mix. So, you know, we can say that the church merged with the world in the fourth century, but the truth of the matter is they truly didn't. The truth of the matter is they just fell away and they re-entered the kingdom of the world. They re-entered the kingdom of darkness. Jesus tells us the truth of the gospel. You know, the, the truth about Christianity is that there's no such thing as this once saved, always saved lie that most of your mainstream churches teach nowadays. You know, m- most, the majority of your so-called Christian denominations teach this once saved, always saved heresy. But the truth of the matter that was taught by Jesus and the apostles and that the entire church all believed in because the first 300 years the church believed the same thing universally that means the entire church all held the same beliefs and doctrines it wasn't until you know the rise of the theologians everybody wanting to uh, put their own man made interpretations on the word of God people think that uh, theology is a good thing and that uh, that there's always been theologians. I had a brother who I actually think a lot of who is a kingdom Christian tell me a while back that uh, that there was nothing wrong with theologians that uh, there were theologians in the anti-Nicene church and that um he obviously did not realize what I meant by theologians and he obviously doesn't realize that there is a difference in man's interpretation of theology and a theologian and the true definition of true uh, Christian theology true Christian theology, perfect theology, only comes from the doctrine of Christ. And whenever we as human beings try to overthink what is simple, just the simple words of Christ, the simple words of the Bible, when we try to complicate them and overthink them and put our own interpretations on them, that is when theologians 
become a huge problem in the church. And that is when theology is no longer a good thing because it's no longer a holy thing. And it's no longer, you know, that perfect truth that is the Word of God. But I I told you guys all of this trying to explain about Christianity and what a kingdom Christian is. A kingdom Christian, of course, is someone who uh, is set apart from the world and knows that he is a citizen of the kingdom of God. He's not a citizen of whatever country he resides in, whatever country earthly country he lives in, whatever part of the world he lives in, he knows that that is a part of the kingdom of darkness, and he is only there. He is an alien in a foreign land. He doesn't swear allegiance to that country. He's not a patriot of the kingdom of darkness. He's a patriot only to the kingdom of heaven. And although he has to walk on this earth, he lives as if he's already in heaven with Jesus Christ. He's ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ while he's on this earth. He's walking in the authority of Jesus Christ because he's obeying the commandments. True Christianity is a love faith, an obedient love-faith relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, people want to say that we're saved by grace through faith alone, and that's not true. We're put on the vine and brought into the kingdom of God by grace through faith alone, and there's absolutely nothing that we can do as men and women that will get us on that vine, that will make us citizens of the kingdom, we cannot be good enough. There's no amount of works, no amount of of fleshly righteousness, which is unrighteousness. There's no amount of it that we can do that will bring us into a covenant relationship with the Father. The only way to the Father is through the Son. So, it is by grace through faith alone that we come into the kingdom of God and become quote-unquote saved. However, once we are on the vine, Jesus is clear in the Gospels as well as in the book of Revelation that our deeds, our fruit, our works are what keeps us in a covenant love faith relationship with Christ that's how we abide in him Jesus says if you love me you will keep my commandments keeping his commandments is bearing fruit that is our works keeping his commandments as given in the gospels Now, Jesus says that 
in in the the gospel accounts, Jesus tells us after we become a part of the vine, a branch on the vine, that we have to bear fruit. That whatever uh, tree does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Likewise, the branches of the cultivated olive tree that is the Israel of God. As branches, if we don't produce fruit, kingdom fruit, which we do by following the commands of Jesus Christ, if we don't produce that kingdom fruit, then as branches, we'll be cut off of the vine, of the cultivated olive tree that is the Israel of God, and we'll be cast into the fire. Now, not only does Jesus tell us that in the Gospels, but in the book of Revelation, Jesus tells us several times that we will be judged by our works. It is our works that Jesus is going to judge us by. When we stand before the King of Kings at the judgment, going to be judged by our works, by our fruits. So, like I said, salvation is an obedient, love-faith relationship with Jesus Christ. This podcast is all about teaching others, teaching the world what true biblical Christianity is, what it means to be a kingdom Christian, what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. For far too long, the so-called church leaders, the preachers and teachers, have got up in the pulpit and preached Lutheran's heretical doctrines taught Calvin's heretical doctrines. Martin Luther and John Calvin were the farthest thing from kingdom Christians. Brothers and sisters, I need to be flat out brutally honest with you. A kingdom Christian is the only kind of Christian there is. Now, I'm not saying that those who who were believers and followers of Jesus Christ throughout the years who were taught using the Martin Luther, John Calvin, Romans Road way of Christianity. I'm not saying that they are going to hell, that they are cut off of the vine, that they are going to be cast into the fire. That's not what I'm saying because I'm not God and I can't judge anybody. I do know that we will not be judged for what we don't know. God does not hold us accountable for the things that we don't know. However, once you have a Bible and you are supposed to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the word of God, then you have no excuse. There's no excuse, really. However, you know, Martin Luther 
and unfortunately many many so-called church leaders after him taught that Jesus's kingdom teachings his sermon on the mount was only for the Jews of Jesus's day that Jesus's kingdom teachings were not for the church because according to people like Martin Luther it was only when the Jews of Jesus's day rejected Jesus that he created the church that he uh, offered salvation to the Gentiles the church when the Jews when Israel rejected him now that is one of the worst heresies I've ever heard of that Jesus' kingdom teachings weren't for the church brothers and sisters Jesus' kingdom teachings the sermon on the mount is the constitution of the church it's what we are supposed to live by it is the foundation of the church now I said I was going to tell you guys how you could help Matthew Mary uh, James and myself spread the message of the kingdom of heaven spread the true gospel message the gospel of the kingdom that Jesus said had to be uh, taught all around the world the whole world had to hear the gospel for a witness and then and only then would he return with the income well friends we at next chapter radio network and especially we in the kingdom of heaven we are on a mission we should be on a mission all of us in the kingdom of heaven should be on a mission to spread that kingdom gospel to hurry and help in the return of our king friends we want the kingdoms of this world to become the kingdoms of God and of Christ just as the book of Revelation says will happen now the kingdom of God is already established the kingdom of heaven is now it's not some future thing that's only going to happen after the return of Christ as dispensationalism teaches no friends Jesus brought in the kingdom whenever he came the first time it's after he comes a second time that he will literally make the kingdom of this world which is now under the authority of the evil one he will make the kingdom of this world the kingdom of God he will literally transform this world into the kingdom of heaven and the evil one will be cast into the pit I don't get caught up on whether there's going to be a a literal thousand year reign of Christ where Satan is bound in the pit and then released or whether there's not 
because you know it's hard to tell but also another very important reason why I I don't dogmatically say whether it's one way or the other with the millennium is because there's only one passage in the entire Bible that talks about it and that's in you know, Revelation chapter 20 and that's the same reason why the early church those who we should be following their example they also did not uh, get dogmatic about future millennium this thousand year reign because there was just that one passage in Revelation now that does not mean there's not going to be a future you know I'm not a millennialist I'm not a pre-millennialist and I'm not a post-millennialist I'm just a kingdom citizen who is here to teach and spread the gospel of the kingdom and if there's going to be a literal thousand year reign when Jesus Christ returns, that's fine with me. You know, it's going to be his kingdom. He can do it however he wants to do it. Or if when Jesus returns, if the kingdom that he establishes is going to be forever and ever, like other places in the Bible say, then that's fine with me too. I will say this, the kingdom that he established when he came the first time is a kingdom that lasts forever and ever. You know, whether there is a literal millennium where, you know, Satan is bound or not, that has nothing to do with the fact that Jesus Christ, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, establishes kingdom that is also a kingdom that lasts forever when he came the first time. Friends, the way that you guys can help us out is by not only listening to this podcast and following this podcast, but by sharing the podcast. You know, Matthew and I, we have a subscription to this podcast to where we're going to be putting out a lot of bonus material just for subscribers. The subscription to this podcast is only 99 cents a month, a dollar a month. Now the reason why we're doing the subscription is to help us be able to further this kingdom gospel, you know, Fortunately, none of us are, you know, wealthy in the, the eyes of the world. Um, not even almost. And absolutely everything that's done on this podcast, on the Remnant Report, and truly everything that's done on the Next Chapter Radio Network, and the ministries that we're affiliated with that I, I truly want to be able to tell you guys about, but I don't know if we'll have time to get into all of that today. Every single one of those ministries are funded right out of our pockets. Now, we have no problem doing that. Matter of fact, it's what we want to do because spreading this message, the message of the gospel, 
the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus' actual gospel message. Spreading that message is what we're called to do. It's what we want to do. I feel pretty safe in being able to speak for the other members of NCRM when I say that you know we would put all we have into this ministry if the Lord asked us to. I know I would without even thinking about it. I'd put every dollar I had into this ministry and furthering the things that the Lord has called us to do. You know, we one of the things that we're doing, I, I guess I can go ahead and use this time to tell you guys about the different um, the, the different avenues that the Lord has taken us at NCRN. We, of course, have our video and audio um, programs like I do a video live stream called The Remnant Report on YouTube, on Rumble, Facebook, and also on the uh, website, our website. But more than that, well, of course, there's the other podcast like this podcast here, Return of the Historic Faith. There's Mary's two programs, which are video live streams that she does um, the deception report and the status report but beyond those uh, you know like communication programs radio and video beyond that we also have started a social media platform for believers only it's like Facebook it's got all of the same uh, you know, capabilities and all of the same options as Facebook. Maybe not all of them, but the same basic um, functions as Facebook. It's a place for believers to come and join together and fellowship, share videos, go into groups, talk about different subjects, Everything that's done on Facebook, you know, the, all of that, except for we started our social media platform because we didn't, we wanted believers to have a place of their own to go where they didn't have to worry about being on Facebook and, and having their information, you know, taken and used against them. And also being on Facebook with all the censorship where, you know, Christians are watched and censored and probably many other things that we don't even know about. We, we wanted to get away from that and still have the same, you know, the same atmosphere, if you will, the same capabilities to come together and do the same things that we do on Facebook as believers 
and so we started the social media platform that's up and it's live and you guys can uh you can go and join the social media platform if you'd like i would truly love as many of you to come and join as possible now we do have a screening process it's done by membership only we were doing it by invitation only but we changed it to where anybody could come and join but there is like i said a screening process to where you know we are able the admins the admins administrators whatever you want to call us we are able to see who the people are and you know decide whether um you know they're truly believers looking for the same things that we all are or if they're you know somebody who's trying to infiltrate the group for whatever nefarious reason and you know all you have to do is just go to the website and register just like you would for Facebook you sign up just like you would for Facebook and the name of the website is um, the uncensored truth so you can just uh, go to your browser Google whatever and type in the uncensored truth and it will take you to the site and you know you just sign up like you would for Facebook Another avenue that we have gone in that's probably the biggest uh, the biggest avenue of ministry as far as reaching non-believers and also teaching believers what Christianity is all about is our Bible study and also we have a I also told you about the uh, prayer and testimony service that we have each week but from Bible study and the prayer service that actually started in the summertime from those two services the Lord actually showed us a huge ministry trying to think the best word uh, a ministry I guess platform if you will or opportunity you know a, a place to literally preach the gospel and to come together as believers the Lord revealed to us what his will was for in this fellowship now I will tell you guys that the Bible study and prayer group we have although you know the leaders of the group if you will are from in 
CRN, the fellowship is made up of, uh, you know, many other people who aren't a part of NCRN, and it's not about the, uh, you know, the network, it's not about the radio network, this is a completely separate ministry that, I mean, it did come from those of us at next chapter the lord did call us into this ministry but it's not a a ministry that falls under ncrn now the two the bible study and the prayer and testimony fellowship you know the bible study is called the uh the israel of god remnant fellowship and like i said matthew marcel brother matthew teaches that bible study each week Tuesday nights and he does a phenomenal job the prayer and testimony service happens on Monday nights and the majority of the people who are part of the the Bible study fellowship are also a part of the prayer fellowship now we will allow pretty much anybody to come and join us in, in the Bible study but we're you know we're more more selective in who we let into the prayer and testimony group when we come together to pray and testify to the Lord simply because we don't want to quench the Spirit of God. We don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. We're coming together as believers and we're boldly approaching the throne of grace. So we need, you know, we don't need to take any chances in that group being infiltrated. Now, I need to tell you something about both the Bible study and the prayer group. Both of them are made up of, po- of people from all over the world. People from different parts of the United States. We've got, you know, we've got people from Maryland, people from South Carolina from Texas, California. There are people from New Mexico. There are people from states of, you know, America and the United States that I I don't know exactly where they live. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but we also have, you know, one of our, our main, uh, Believers, one of our main people who comes every week, no matter what, she lives in Costa Rica. And we have another brother who is a part of both the Bible study and the prayer group from Australia. And it was during and using these uh, ministries you know it was through these ministries that the Lord showed us how to bring 
brothers and sisters from all over the kingdom of heaven. You know, we are from all around the world, but we're all citizens of the same kingdom, and the Lord showed us how to come together at the same time. Even though we all live, a lot of us, in different time zones, we're still right there together. And just like the Word of God says, every time we come together in the... Because we're together on video chat. We use uh, something called Team Link to come together. And every time we're together just like the Word of God says the Holy Spirit Jesus Christ is right there in our midst that brings me to the newest and probably the most important ministry that the Lord has called us to start so far that is the ministry of a church fellowship to meet the needs of the countless believers all over the world who have left the mainstream brick and mortar churches because of the lack of sound teaching and what has become really for lack of a better word government churches Our Bible study and prayer services have shown us that we don't have to live in the same place to worship and fellowship together. So we will be starting services at Kingdom Christian Assembly in January of 2022. And absolutely everyone is welcome to come and hear the word of God being preached through the only doctrinal lens that we should ever use and that's the doctrine of Christ now we're almost out of time and I've already gone much longer than I intended to go so before I end the podcast I want to tell you exactly how you can help us further grow this ministry and reach many more people with the message that Jesus Christ commanded every one of us to share with all nations. And that's the message of the gospel of the kingdom. I've already told you all how you can help us a little bit earlier in the podcast, but I want to tell you again and tell you exactly how you can help now again like I said the message of the gospel of the kingdom is the reason that this podcast was started in the first place it was started to teach people from all walks of life about the historic faith of the kingdom of God You can help that gospel message to be spread throughout the world for a witness before Christ returns by sharing this podcast on your social media pages 
with people at your church and people at your work. You can tell your friends about it, tell your family about it, and heck, tell anyone else you can think of. Share it with absolutely as many people as possible. And by sharing the podcast with others, then you will help us to grow the number of people who will hear the truth about Christianity and also help the return of the historic faith to be carried by more podcast platforms. Finally, I want to ask that you please pray about subscribing to the podcast on Spotify for only 99 cents a month. That 99 cents a month is not going to, you know, it it, it really wouldn't matter how many people subscribe to the podcast for a dollar a month. It's not going to make us rich. And that is certainly not why I started the subscription uh, to the podcast. The subscription was started for one reason, and that was to help grow this ministry. Absolutely every cent that is made from this podcast will go back into the ministry of Kingdom Christian Assembly and Return of the Historic Faith. We will be taking whatever money that's made from it and using it to purchase equipment to create better quality podcast episodes as well as purchasing things like copies of the Didache and Bibles to be given to people who don't have them as far as the Bibles. The copies of the Didache will be actually given subscription members if you subscribe to Return of the Historic Faith on Spotify you get access to bonus content that regular listeners won't have access to there'll be bonus episodes of the podcast where we'll be doing interview episodes where we'll be having special guests come on to talk about things like the historic faith throughout history, different groups who practice kingdom Christianity throughout history, and we've got some some pretty special guests lined up that I know that you guys will really enjoy hearing from. And like I was talking about just a second ago with 
buying copies of the Didache, we're already going to be buying copies and also downloading PDF copies of the Didache. And the Didache, for those of you who do not know what the Didache is, the Didache is actually a document that was used in the early church. It was used to give that what they would do was they would give a copy of the Didache to new believers because they didn't have, you know, just unlimited copies of the Bible and in the earliest parts of the anti-Nicene church there there that you know that there weren't copies of the New Testament because in some cases in the very earliest times the New Testament wasn't even finished yet um, you know it, and in those cases they would give people copies of the Didache in place of the Bible so that they would have access to Jesus's kingdom teachings because the Didache holds basically the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus's teachings from the Sermon on the Mount in like a condensed form. It's a a smaller, more condensed version of Jesus' kingdom teachings. And even in this day and age, the Didache is still one of the most important documents that we as believers can keep on us to witness and share the gospel of the kingdom with non-believers as well as people who consider themselves to be believers but yet don't practice kingdom Christianity. They don't practice the historic faith, which is, you know, uh, following the teachings of Jesus Christ about the kingdom of God, the gospel of the kingdom, as Jesus called it. So guys, I truly hope that you were able to listen to this entire episode and that you heard everything I said about this podcast as well as the ministry of Next Chapter Radio Network and our affiliate ministries that that we are a part of like our newest Bible study ministry which is the Israel of God Remnant Fellowship that we have on Tuesday nights and also our 
prayer and testimony service that we have on Monday nights, which is called the Fervent Prayers of the Righteous, and also our latest ministry that the Lord has called us to start, which again, for those of you who may have missed it, will be starting in January, this coming January in 2022, and that is the Kingdom Christian Assembly, the the church that will literally be preaching the gospel to people around the world and also bringing people around the world together for fellowship. When the Bible tells us to not forsake the assembling together with other believers, that is exactly what we're going to be doing. We are making a way for believers and citizens of the kingdom who live in different places all over the world to be able to assemble together for fellowship and worship no matter where they live at one time through video going to be a place for those who have left the mainstream brick and mortar churches to follow what the Bible says when it tells us not to forsake the gathering together amongst ourselves with other believers. This is one of the main reasons for the church to come together in this online fellowship through video conferencing and I truly can't wait to get started with this really really exciting new ministry that the Lord has called us into and I hope that you guys will continue to follow the podcast to listen to the episodes and will help Matthew and I to grow this podcast and spread the gospel message with people all over the world and that is all the time that we have here today on return of the historic faith so Until next time for Next Chapter Radio Network and Return of the Historic Faith, I am Pastor Jeremy Anderson saying good night, grace, and peace.